The Bird Show. Let me throw this at you guys. Tell me if this sounds a little bit on the strange side because it had the reverse effect on a friend of mine than his wife had anticipated. So they finally go out a little on date night, right? A little bit like Cass, a little bit like Kristen. You don't get a lot of those anymore because you got kids. So they go out and they're, uh, I guess the in-laws took the kids for the night. So it was on all night, all right? We'll go get some wine in us. We'll go have a nice meal. We'll come back. Sexy time. So they get home, and um, as promised, she says, I just want to go and get changed, put something sexy on for you, and you wait in the room, and bow, bow, bow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> what? You say brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That wasn't the first turn off. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's ready, uh, and he's very eager to see what she's going to come out in, because uh, clearly she said, I'm going to get changed and sexy time so he's probably thinking victoria's secret or something and she pops into the room and she's got her wedding dress on from five years ago (laughs) hey dude kudos for her for still being able to fit in it (laughs) right and he was a little on the miffed side he's like it really didn't have the same effect that i thought like victoria's secret might have on me and he went with it, I mean, because we know it's on the line here, and then the next day asked her why, and she said she had actually gone into the closet for something else that she had bought, but it was hanging there, and she's like, you know what? When do you ever get to put your wedding dress on? I think my husband will be turned on by this. It'll bring us back to our wedding day. So she put it on, wears it for him, didn't really... Uh, it didn't affect anything, but it didn't have the impact that she thought it would. Is that an odd thing to do? Yes. It is, right? I think it is. So she called an audible in the closet, and I think maybe the wine had affected her a little bit. Okay. She was feeling sentimental, right? So I think the difference here is, like, to get your man in the mood, like, to feel, like, lovey-dovey, <laughs> yeah, you put the... You put the wedding dress on, but you guys had already done that throughout dinner. Now it's time to get down to like the business, right? The business. So you want to be like, it's, yeah. it's time for sexy stuff. You don't wear your wedding, like your wedding dress does not represent business. It represents the moment you two made vows with each other. It's a very sentimental thing to wear. Not a thing you wear right before you're about to jump each other's bones. <laughs> yeah, she was basically human clickbait. She was like, we about to get it on. And like a BuzzFeed article. She was like, click here, click here, click here. And then comes out and is like, ha, sucker, here's my, here's the sentimental outfit that I've got on for you. I don't think it would have been weird if you said this was their anniversary. I don't think it was an anniversary. I think oh, it was just a date. No, yeah. no, this is weird as hell. If it was their anniversary, <laughs> Anniversary, I would have been like, okay, I can kind of see where she was like, it's 10 years ago. I still fit in this dress. Look how good I look. But I think the fact that it was a random date night, you you set the expectations up here and then you went to like left field. You were trying to turn your husband on. You were trying to see if you still fit in that dress. Let's have a left <laughs> yeah, that, I can't imagine that a, a guy like feeling that would be um, a turn on in, in a situation like that, especially like because Abby said it's not an anniversary. I, that I would get. But like on a random turn up time. Yeah, that would throw me. Yeah, if you want to turn your man on, you don't want to remind him that he's married. You want to remind him what it was like when you guys first started doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if there was a miscommunication there. Like, I'm sure at some point or another, he probably said to her, like, oh, my God, you looked so beautiful on our wedding day. The first time that I saw you in that dress uh, brought tears to my eyes. So maybe she goes into that closet and she's thinking... No, no, that did not happen. No. That's really cute. You thought that happened. That did not happen. <laughs> she was wine wasted. She was in the closet. She's like, oh, my God, my wedding dress. I want to see if it still fits and turn my husband on. And then she put it on and she walked out. And yeah, no. So is it pretty much then you wear that wedding dress one time and yeah. then it just hangs up in your closet? And if you're going to spend that much money on it, are there any other times that you would wear it? She clearly missed. You know, uh, missed on this one completely. Where else would you wear it? Mine's preserved in a box. So, I I mean, and that was expensive to do. So, I couldn't wear it if I wanted to. Yeah, mine is preserved in a box as well. But I was bougie and had two dresses. And one of them looks like a 
formal, more of a formal dress, like it could get away with it. And so I would wear it to a formal occasion if I fit in it, if I ever got invited to formal occasions. <laughs> and if I was ever tr- able to trust anyone enough to watch my kids, if I got invited to a formal occasion. So, so that's not going to happen. No. Okay. no. So it's really pretty on the hanger, but I could wow. see, I could see myself doing that. I would be the person who did it, who got wine drunk and was like, look at me in my dress. And then the zipper would get stuck and we would just pass out. And he's like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> This is The Bird Show. Uh-huh. Hi, Kristen. The little thing's starting to build up here. You're going to put a stop to it right now. All right, so I had an idea because um, <laughs> there's something my husband does. It is small. It is minuscule, and that's the key to this. It can't be something big. It has to be small and minuscule um, that my husband does that drives me crazy, right? Oh, man, you started talking about these a couple of weeks ago and the calls that were coming in yeah. from women just that wanted to vent about the little things that were annoying them. Well, that was me venting about him coughing, and I can't change that because he's, he's got a cough, and I, I can't be like... I can't even cough. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just stop... Blinking, breathing, and breathing, breathing and coughing. Yeah. And eating. We're, we're going to be salt. And eating. Chewing. Because he chews too loud. Sleeping. For Forming any kind of saliva in your mouth whatsoever. And he snores loudly too, so you don't even like it when it when Yeah, it, I, had sli- to, I had to hit him last night and be like, roll over to your side because he got on his back. And once he gets on his back, it's like. Breathing, <laughs> eating, sleeping. Yes. Okay, and coughing. Yes, so okay. basically. Other than that, we're fine. <laughs> any human function, he needs to stop. <laughs> need to put an end to it. So I had this idea, and I'm going to. I'm going to need your help a little bit, right? I was going to come up with three things. He was going to come up with only three things. I told him only three things. Well, it sounds to me like your list could be pretty extensive also. No, it's not. I, and I actually you just had, rattled three off. Well, don't Survival. No, I'm talking about... <laughs> that's <laughs> that's before the list got started. Yeah, no. him just living is bothering you. <laughs> Man, a pre-list. <laughs> I put three different things that didn't... like Because those, those actually to me are like kind of major because those things he has to do to live. So I'm going to let those slide, all if right? If he died, it would piss me off, too. So <laughs> it's, 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 Who's going to feed the dogs? I mean, what, a, what about your child? Who's taking care of your child? I got that. That one's fine. All right, so um, I, I, we talked about this last night, and I go, hey, I need three things. Make it, like, stupid, like, not stupid, but very trivial, very small. And we will challenge each other for an entire week we cannot do these things, right? These little things that drive each other, like, that are super annoying, that drive each other crazy. Otherwise, there's going to be a punishment. I don't know what the punishment is. So that's where I kind of need you guys to come in and help with the punishment. So my three things for my husband that he can't do for the next week. Um, one involves the microwave. He loves to pile things in front of the microwave. The, mm. the mail that mm. he just opened, mm. the doggy bag, like whatever stuff ends up getting right in front of the microwave. And it just, I get disproportionately angry at the stuff in front of the microwave because I can't open the door and I can't get stuff in there. Sidebar on the microwave. I used to date somebody that would leave the microwave timer on at like three seconds. That would annoy me. So it was like three minutes and it would go to 2.57 or whatever and it's about to ding and she like opens the door and leaves the three seconds on the freaking door. You gotta defuse the bomb before it goes off. It was never gonna work. (laughs) You do that? I do that all the time. I think my microwave is currently set at seven seconds from when I made dinner last night. (laughs) I do the same thing. All right. So um, the next one is paper towels. So he will use paper towels and then we'll leave the crumpled up paper towels on the counter. But since he just used them to wipe his hands after he washed them, he repurposes them for other things. So there's like this collection. This dude's so grown on a farm. Damn paper towels that he wants to be able to like to either wipe out the inside (laughs) of a pan before he washes it. Like there's whatever. And so I'm constantly just going and pissing them off and picking up the paper towels and throwing them away. <laughs> and then the last one... And is he like, hey, that had two more uses in it. What are you doing wasting yeah. our paper towels? Yeah, because he had a, a like a the, the thing he fried eggs in and he was going to use those paper towels to wipe it out. And then he had to go get a clean paper towel and that was wasteful, blah, 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 whatever. So I want the paper towels to go away. And lastly, drinking my water. So I'm trying to keep track of how much water I'm consuming. He doesn't even know this, by the way. And because I don't drink um, soda anymore, I like carbonated water. I call it bubble water. Montaigne's my favorite, especially the cucumber. It's so delicious. And so I will pour these in my reusable cups. And then if I leave it out and go do something, I come back, it's gone. So he just, he, he, he drinks my water. 
I'd really like him to stop drinking my water. Okay. So those are the three things. Seems reasonable. I think so too. So I told him this last night and then I texted him again this morning. Um, oh, wow. He got back to me just in the nick of time. He must be listening. Because <laughs> I texted him at 6.39 this morning, three small annoying things. And as, of we, as we started this break, I hadn't got anything back. Do you think one of his is when you text him while he's taking care of Jimmy? He, Jimmy was still asleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the three things that I have to stop doing. This is my first time reading this, by the way. No joke. Like the text just came in. Turn off lights in rooms that you leave and close closet doors. Amen. The, the lights one does it. Oh my God. Why? Yes. Right. Turn the light off. I can already think of two lights I left on this morning when I left the house. <laughs> um, that's technically two because turning lights off and closing closet doors, that should be two separate ones, but whatever. Next, put your clothes away that are on clothes drying racks that I place that you, so that you have to walk around, but you still ignore. <laughs> 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 he literally put my suitcase in the middle of the floor to get me to mm-hmm. unload it, and I just kept walking over top of it <laughs> for like two days, and he finally came in the bedroom. He's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that's the beauty of being single. My suitcase is still in my kitchen unpacked (laughs) and then his third one for me is take your shoes upstairs instead of leaving them where you take them off right in front of the couch when you get home so those are my three things also reasonable yeah they're they're small Mm -hmm. and I think doing like showing each other because for the longest time I was like this is who I am you just need to accept me for who I am I'm turning a corner and realizing be a better person for your partner Okay, so if these are things that are going to make his life easier and make him happier, if these three little things are going to make my life easier and a little happier, why can't we do these things for each other? Amen. Let's see how long that lasts. Okay, there's got to be a punishment, though. This is The Bird Show. All right, we're about to start texting with and for Avery because... Her coworker took blame for something that Avery did and she got fired for it. Now she wants our help to admit it to the boss. Also, she feels guilty. Maybe. Hey, Avery. Hi, how's it going? It's going okay. All right, so tell us about this whole situation. Did you force your coworker into taking the blame? Did she volunteer to do it? What exactly happened and why is your conscience killing you now? Yeah, no, I definitely didn't force her. She's my really good friend and coworker. Um, so basically what happened was <laughs> I I screwed up recently. I, I ended up telling a client that there was a meeting um, taking place on the wrong date. Um, this, this happened last week. Um, and I, I screwed up and I said that it was Monday, um, this, this past Monday, but it's actually next Monday. So they showed up and, you know, of course they weren't prepared and everybody (laughs) was like looking at each other, like who made this mistake. Um, It ended up costing our company quite a bit of money and my coworker jumped in and took the blame for me and she got fired. So I'm assuming when she did that, she didn't realize that that was going to be the fallout. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. She must have known that she was going to get in a lot of trouble. Um, she told me afterwards that she didn't even, not that she doesn't care about it. I mean, she doesn't, she didn't want to be fired, but she, you know, she was like, you need this job more than I do. And mm. she just is a really selfless person. Um, and was really supportive, like through the whole thing. And even now is like, don't even worry about it. Just go with it, you know? Um, but I feel really guilty and she's a good friend of mine. And I feel like I need to come clean. Um, and I'm hoping that we can both save our jobs. So that's the goal. All right, let's go ahead and flesh this out for a second, okay? So let's okay. say we help you text the boss, right? And we confess here that it was really you and not your friend's fault uh, on the things that happened that day. And he just decides like, okay, then I'm just going to fire you. Um, and she's already gone. You going to be all right with that? Because she might not get her job back, and now both of you guys are going to be without a job. I mean, that definitely crossed my mind, but I feel like I need to do this for her reputation. So, yeah, I'm so okay with that. So you're not doing this to save, really save her job or to, like, fall on that sword to get her back. You, you just want the, to set the record straight that, listen, this was my screw-up, not hers, and it shouldn't affect her. Yes. I mean, obviously, I do want to get her job back, but... The bigger reason is just 
so that she can know that the truth is out and that they can know the truth is out and that I can feel not so guilty. Or as a manager, like if, if you were in this position, an employee came to you and said, hey, FYI, the person you fired, it wasn't their fault. It was mine. Would you hire that person back? Or, I mean, they lied, but they lied for the greater good. Oh, that's a really super good question. Um, would I hire them back? I don't know at that point. I don't know. I, I would need more info on it. Like if you fired Cassie <laughs> thinking that she had done something, screwed up royally. Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you then, know you own the company, right? You can do whatever you want. And she, she totally wholeheartedly took the blame. And yeah. then I come to you and I'm like, no, it wasn't Cassie. It was me. Right. Do you hire Cassie back or do you just fire me and say bye to both bitches? No, I hire Cassie back and keep you both. I'm stuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) I do think there's something to that, though, because, I mean, people get fired and they get fired for mistakes, especially ones that cost a lot of money. But if the employee is very, very valuable, you sort of are like, okay, you know, there'll be disciplinary action, but you're not fired Mm -hmm. unless it's the most egregious offense. So I'm not trying to shade your friend at all, but I'm saying if the company wanted to, they probably could have kept her around Mm -hmm. and just done like unpaid suspension Mm -hmm. or something like that. And would they hire her back is a very big if because the chemistry is also going to be off at that point because she probably feels stabbed in the back by the company. I'm wondering if when we do end up texting the boss here, if we should not make this about your friend at all. This is just you coming clean about what really happened, and then he makes the decision by himself. You don't make a suggestion one way or the other. You're just clearing your conscience, and you want to be honest. Does your friend and former colleague know you're doing this? Yes. Okay. Has she got another job yet? No. Okay. She supports you going through with doing it, or she's kind of tried to stop you? No, she's okay with it. I mean, I don't think she has any hope that she's getting her job back, but I... I have more hope and I am going to really, you know, I want to try to fight for that for her. Well, I know you want to fight for it, but I agree with Bert. I think at this point you're just going into this, trying to like clear her name and take ownership and accountability. I don't think you should, you need to be like, yo, by the way, you need to hire her back. Right. Bosses tend to not like to be told what to do. (laughs) And as as Cassie said, you don't know like exactly what his thinking is. Maybe you and she interpret her as more important to the company than the boss did. Because like Cassie said, if she was really, really great, they probably just would have said, don't you do that again. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to keep making money for us. So um, when we come back here, Avery, give us a couple of seconds and we'll try to craft a text to you, your boss and then you can direct us any way you want okay okay cool thanks guys all right we will continue texting tutor coming up next on the bird show here bird show all right so we're about to start texting for avery avery ended up in a very weird situation with her best friend and co-worker yeah so there was a screw up at the office it was avery's fault um a client was scheduled to come in but they got scheduled on the wrong day they came in a week early and the company was not prepared for whatever pitch or whatever meeting this was with the client company lost out on a lot of money and before avery could take the blame Avery's coworker, friend, colleague jumped in and said it was her fault and they subsequently fired her. And she's been without a job for a week now. This has obviously been weighing on Avery's mind and heart and she wants to come clean to the boss, um, take ownership and accountability for her mistake in the hopes that they will hire her friend and former coworker back. Okay, so our suggestion to you, Avery, and we can do this any way you want. Our suggestion was, hey, let's go ahead. If we're going to text the boss and not do this face to face, if we're going to text the boss, let's just take responsibility for what happened and don't make any kind of suggestion on what he should do with your friend, hire her back, keep her fired, nothing. You're just doing this strictly because it's the right thing to do. Are you cool with that? Yes. Okay. All right. Where are we going to go? Oh, well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> this should be a face-to-face conversation. Uh, I, just covered I, I just covered that. <laughs> I, I was almost wondering if we should go a step farther and make it a little bit more formal and do an email tutor. Most people don't text their bosses, do they? I know we do because we have a more casual mm-hmm. work environment, but are most people like hitting them up? That's a good point. I go with a text. Do, do you are. normally text your boss? Yeah, we are on a group text, and I also, you know, Text him individually. Okay. 
unpopular opinion. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this should be go. a phone call so it's not in writing. Yeah. Phone oh. call tutor? <laughs> this is a phone tutor. We can't do this. <laughs> Three-way call tutor. No, no. Let's all do a Zoom meeting. You do a Zoom with your boss and then we will all join. <laughs> and be like, hi, this is the Burt Show on behalf of Avery. Um, she would like to tell you something and we'll just be there in the background for moral support. So I'll even funny. change my picture to that little potato. <laughs> you know, the little Zoom potato. Can I be the hang in there, baby kitty? Yes, exactly. All right, we've established this is not the best way to do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we will do it anyway. Um, so when you and your boss are texting each other, how do you normally text with them? Hey, um, what did you call it again? Sugar bear. No. <laughs> Sweet pie. Slooty patootie. Hey, Slooty patootie. In case Slooty patootie, I think is more formal. In case you missed it, Bert was walking out of the studio. Cassie and I were left in here, and as the door's closing, he's like, see you later, Slooty patooties. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cute way to call somebody a slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avery, we're back to you. Okay, uh, how would you normally just say hi to him in the morning? I think you can handle this one. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> His name is Rob. Yeah, I just, I guess I would just say, good morning, Rob. Then what do I say? Okay. Um, do we say this is this has been weighing on me or do we say I should have said something sooner? I know, but I need to come clean about something. Because I think you need to acknowledge the fact that you've been sitting on this for a week. Can't you say both? Okay. That this has been weighing on me and I know I should have said something sooner, yes. but... This has been weighing on me, and I know I should have said something sooner, but I need to come clean about something. Okay. That's a good tease. Mm-hmm. What was going to And then watch him reply back, I've always felt the same way about you, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? So glad one of us finally said something. <laughs> the sexual tension was unbearable. <laughs> I've, been wanting, I've been wanting to jump your boat for years. <laughs> on the bright side, <laughs> he might let her keep her job. Yeah. That's how he really feels. And then when he, he's obviously going to be intrigued and he's going to say, what's that? You say, I stole $750,000 from the company. You don't put that in writing. And then when he says, oh, my God, that's outrageous. You're fired. You go, nah, Just that's kidding. not it at all. I just screwed up that meeting. Right. <laughs> he's going to go, oh, everything's great. I'll hire your friend back. Let's all go out to lunch today. We're going to Everybody gets a promotion. No, Avery, don't do that. He wrote back. He wrote back. He says, "Good morning. What's the? What is the issue?" Oh, he's very. It takes back quick. He's very, very. Yeah, straight to the point. Very Rob thing to say. Put a little joke in there. I robbed the company of an employee. Um, the issue is, and then. I have these feelings for you that have been holding in for so long. <laughs> the issue is, and then put your friend's name, the issue is blank didn't screw up the meeting with blank client I did. Okay. And then after that put, I need to clear her name and take accountability for my actions. Again, I am, I'm sorry I didn't say something sooner. We can get together for a date if it makes it, makes you feel better, Rob. <laughs> And now is a good time to send him a nude. No. A nude. Send him a nude. Just like a singular. T- <laughs> okay. Her job is on the line here. I would never survive in corporate America. <laughs> never. How about just one like no. area of skin? Just one putting area together, alone. Putting together, putting together an entire body with each text. <laughs> That's my game. Is it a pepperoni or a gorilla? Avery. Hot, hot dogs or legs? <laughs> Avery, I know a lot is on the line for you, but apparently not for us. <laughs> I was going to say, guys, like, he's waiting for my text back. Okay. I know I love the jokes, but I'm getting a little nervous. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Avery. Might be good. Okay, please read back what you have. Um, it says, the issue is Sarah didn't screw up the meeting with Taylor. I did. I need to clear her name and take accountability for my actions. I'm sorry I didn't say something sooner. And I think you also can put, and I'm also going to HR for your inappropriate <laughs> actions towards me. That'll freak oh them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! We both She's know what you. We right both now. know what you did. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> Trying to make you feel better about losing your job with levity. <laughs> Thank you. I, pre- I. It's nice to be able to laugh. <laughs> Is it? Oh oh dots. I got dots. Okay. Dots. Dots, dots, dots. No, we need Darth Vader. Dots, 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 dots. Grow up. I'm so nervous. I just have no idea how he's going to take this. Ugh. Badly is a good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my 
Yes. He's going with badly. Mo, what, uh, a, what, what emotion or uh, adjective are you going to throw out there? Horribly came to mind. Horribly? Yeah. Cassie? Oh, I'd be pissed. Pissed, Bert? I think it's going to be a plot twist, I think. Uh, he puts their names on the company, gives them a promotion. Um... Everybody makes more money. An episode of Suits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think right he's going to be so impressed with your yeah. honesty and for mm. coming clean yep. that he's going to give you a raise. Yep. Not only that, is lost today. It is. Yes. 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 He resigns and then recommends you for his position. Wow. He's so impressed with you. Oh, my gosh. The dot stopped. <sighs> okay. He said, this is a disappointment. What are you hoping to accomplish with this confession? <laughs> I would be I would be honest and say, I just want to clear co co-worker's name mm -hmm. and reputation. How about, yeah, I want to clear, what was her name again, Sarah? Yeah. I want to clear Sarah's name and my conscience. I felt it was, but you deserve to know the truth. Mm. Okay. I would, I would leave out my conscience part. Yeah. Even though it's okay. true, it yeah. feels self-serving. Got it, got I it. I want to clear Sarah's name and reputation and you, you deserve to know the truth. There you go. Okay. Got it. And now you can send the boo pick. <laughs> pick, pick a good one. <laughs> pick, pick your good oh side. Which one's, your, which one's your favorite? Well, I like my, this is so weird. I like my right one because it's smaller. Really? I like my right one because it's bigger. Really? I like my right one because okay. it's smaller too. Wait. Wait. Guys, should I hit send? Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 Not to the boot pick, though. We're the worst. Oh, bless no. your little heart. My left wow. one kind of sags, so, so it kind of looks like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It looks like what again? It was like... Uh. <laughs> okay, I hate okay. to break up the boob talk. You yeah. guys, keep yeah. back. <laughs> Can I read it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are you waiting on? We're, We're just waiting you. on you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, okay. It, he said, good to know this leaves me in a difficult spot. Not my problem. So I just like a real <laughs> That's, That's what you get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Not, my, not my problem, boss. Have no. a good day. Um, all right, read, read back exactly what he said again. He said, good to know this leaves me in a difficult spot. And I'm very sorry for putting you in that position. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Here's a boob to make you feel better. <laughs> Here's my best boob. Here's my good boob. Here's my right boob. <laughs> do you guys have one testicle that's larger than the other? Uh, one that hangs. Uh, all dudes, I think, have one that hangs down a little do bit. Do we really? Yeah. I don't know. How do you not know? How would you know? How do you? How would you know that? Do you not look in the mirror? And my testicles? Yes. Well, they've been attached to you for 30-something years, I've, bro. I've never, like, put a mirror down in and inspected the area. Well, yeah. Either ask, have I. Ask but your I mean, lady. Yeah. I'll ask her. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she she's knows. like, I'm not looking at him either. I, I don't, What's I funny no is, idea. I know my husband's is, but I can't think off the top of my head which one it is. But You've I know there's one that's a little like. you at yourself like, in the mirror naked and seeing like your, that one nerd is hanging down more than in my the, life. Come on. He's just man. very I, symmetrical. I nah, I, I just never thought to do I don't really look at myself naked. Did you Lies. ever think when you took nah. this job, this would be a line of questioning? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. He goes, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I was like, would you have <laughs> no. taken this job? <laughs> Yeah, I've never done it. Ava, are you still with us? I, I wouldn't am. be. Oh. <laughs> he wrote back. He says, I have to dis I'll have to discuss this with you this afternoon. Come see me. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay. It's just right. I quit. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> right. Smile. You're on candid camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, impractical jokesters. <laughs> <laughs> shooting this right now. Season 12. Y'all can yeah. do anything more current. Like, I don't know. Ashton Kutcher's going to show up at the <laughs> office later today. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, okay. So. Look, you opened up the door for him. I mean, I think he's handling it like a boss should. This should be a face-to-face. -face. Respond back and say, will do. That you're, okay. you, you, just say, will do. That you will show up. You will come to his office just whenever. Re no, respond back. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I decline. <laughs> Not interested. Sorry, I'm busy. Um, and don't be surprised okay. if you walk into that room and there's HR with you there also. Oh, no. Which means you're getting fired. Well, he has to, I feel like. <laughs> he, the boss has a decision. He's either going to just be like, all right, this... But if you, you're doing it to clear her name, that's where it's really difficult. Because now to clear mm -hmm. your friend's name, he's got to tell HR and tell people, which means he's put in the position of probably going to have to let you go. Okay, so do you think I should say, you know, when we're face to face, like, I basically try to say that she, you know, she jumped in and like offered up the information before I knew what she was doing. So that kind of clears my name, right? Like I didn't. She just volunteered to yeah, take the I blame. Think, I think at this point you're just 100% honest with him in that 
that room. I just tell him exactly what happened. Let him make his boss decision. Your goal here was to be honest with him. So you have been that. Go in there. Don't <laughs> hold anything back. And then let him decide. I mean, you've already okay. got the ball rolling, so you can't really... Clearly, it's the left ball and not the right ball. Uh, you've already got it rolling, so just yeah, be honest with him at this point. Okay. Yeah. When, when in okay. doubt, just slash a boob. You'll be good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not if HR is Then let us know Monday how it went, okay? We'll call you back. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Hey, good luck right. today. Good job. Proud of you for doing okay. the right thing. Thanks, everyone. Keep your chin up and your boobs down. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show. Every once in a while, we have a topic on the Burt Show that just seemingly takes over my personal life. And it happened again last week when we were discussing if white people and black people react differently to cold weather. Mm. So I don't know why, but I've just been flooded with like text <laughs> messages, phone calls and DMs about if it's actually a thing that white people handle cold weather better than black people, literally, physically, by, and, and, and scientifically. Um, I had one theory thrown at me on DMs the other day that because after we did sort of this strip tease thing outside and <laughs> I got down to literally my drawers and nothing else and Mo still had some clothing on, Mo ended up with a cold the next couple of days and I didn't. One theory was that I haven't had a drink for dry January and you've been drinking so your immune system was lower. Which could be. Now, and keep in mind, the day that you went out and broke uh, dry January, you were with uh, Amber. Uh-huh. And you were with Jackson also. Uh-huh. And we're also sick the same week. So is, <laughs> is it the fact that we're not white or is it the fact that we drink? Is that the question? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it, it is interesting to me, and I guess it was interesting to a lot of my family and friends, too, because obviously black people do react differently to the sun than white people do. So why wouldn't it be the reversed effect also? And what was interesting to me was literally during this same week, I was supposed to go out with a couple of my guys to watch one of the football games. And I couldn't go because I was sick. I was down. So I get a phone call the next day from two of my friends. One of them, one of them is black. One of them is white. And they both went to the same exact place and apparently had a completely different experience. And it was ironic based off of what the topic of the week seemed to be in my life. So I ended up being happy that I missed this night out because apparently the place that they went to, the heat ended up going out at this bar. So mind you, this was one of the, the game that they went to see was like a really back and forth game. It was a really good game. So no one wanted to leave this place. And apparently it got so cold in there that my guy calls me the next day and he's like, bro, you are so happy. You should be so happy that you missed this entire night. Because right in like the third quarter going into the fourth quarter, when the game started to get really good, the heat just stops in this place. And they promised him that they were going to get the heat back on. They never did, like, at all. So he tells me they are literally in there, like, bundled up, coats on, scarves on, but didn't want to leave, ordering drinks to try to actually warm themselves up. He's like, I had a horrible time. He said you could see the smoke coming out of his <laughs> mouth. Like, it was that kind of cold in there to the point where it was probably 20 degrees outside, but people were going outside to warm up. Like, that's how bad it was in this actual place. It's been like us in the studio every winter for the last decade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he's telling me how horrible it was and how he, he should have stayed home and he regretted it and he really wanted to leave, but he didn't leave. And literally he said he was starting to get a cold and he believes it was from staying in that bar the entire night. Now, ironically, I called my other guy to see what his experience was. This is my white friend who was at the same place, the same people. And I was like, yo, how was last night? I heard it was crazy. And he's like, why? What was crazy about it? And I'm like, I heard the heat went out, and it was like horrible, and it was freezing. He was like, yeah, it went out, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, who told you it was that bad? I'm like, my dude did. He was like, oh, man, the man was exaggerating. It wasn't that bad. So I'm like, y'all at the same place, same experience? He was like, yeah. So then I called my other guy, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of funny. And I tell him what we were discussing on the show. And I'm like, did, did you realize that you and my other guy might have been having a completely different experience? And he said, bro, you know what? It's funny you say that because now that I think about it, he never even put his coat on. And even like as we were leaving. The white dude. The white dude. Uh -huh. Never even put his coat on. He said as they were leaving, 
he was out there like talking to people like it wasn't a big deal. So he said at one point, it was actually very interesting because as he was looking around the bar, he realized that it was literally a thing. Every black person in the bar was bundled up, coat on, complaining about how cold it was, ordering alcohol, just clearly not enjoying themselves. And he was like, the white people were partying like it made it better. <laughs> <laughs> it was freezing in there. He's like, they, I don't even think they were like putting clothes on. Like these, He's bundled up, white people just chilling. And I was like, I don't know if this is a thing. I've never truly thought about it. But all of my white friends do handle cold weather way better. Huh. Wear shorts in the winter. Meanwhile, I'm like, I feel like if I go outside and I feel any bit of cold air into yeah. my body, I'm sick. So I don't know if how this can be proven, but apparently it really is a thing. It appears to be a thing that we handle the cold weather very differently. We need so, a Mythbusters on this, man. We yes, do. Well, I did a quick search, and I mean, obviously I haven't had enough time here to read any of the articles, but some of the titles, When White Folks Catch a Cold, Black Folks Get Pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the first ones that came up. I'm telling you, I think this is a thing. Whole Body Heat Exchange in Black. African and Caucasians. Maybe there is a difference. Do white people do better in the cold is a question also. Dude, you have Sanjay Gupta's number. Call him up. You think I'm going to call him and do something like this? Yes. Gonna- <laughs> hey, Sanjay, do you have a minute? I know you're probably in the middle of like doing brain surgery, which is what he does. But can you take just a second? We need interesting, answers. man. It is. It is really interesting. I don't know if it's truth to it or not, but I know it was ironic that that whole bar scene <laughs> happened to happen the week we were having this discussion. And he said it was a very obvious difference in how the white people and the black people yeah. handle it. Is it possible in the bar? Yeah, and I'm just throwing things out there. Is it possible that the alcohol affects the Caucasian body differently than it does a black body, like in body temperature? Maybe. I didn't Ooh. think about that. I didn't think about that at all. Alcohol can make you feel warmer. Yeah. Um, so if you had more to drink, you might feel warmer. It'll delay the onset of shivering and stuff like that, even though it doesn't actually heat you up, but it can make you feel hotter. So maybe if your dude didn't have as much to drink as the drunk white people, <laughs> that might have something to do with it. No, the funny thing is my black friend is a drinker. He drinks. My white friend don't really drink at all. So he wasn't even drinking. Like, he was in there sober, just just chilling. Literally. <laughs> and my dude is drinking like Hennessy after like the whole night. <laughs> To try to stay warm is interesting. Know, this is The Bird Show. I mean, it seems pretty obvious here when the email says, can I go on this date even though I have a boyfriend? The knee-jerk reaction would be, absolutely not. You just answered it in your own uh, title. But there's more to it. Abby's got the email. I've been with my boyfriend for two years. However, it's been a long-distance relationship for about a year now. My boyfriend got a job out of state, and what was supposed to be a short-term thing is turning into a longer situation. We talk, we text, and we FaceTime daily, and those help keep things in our relationship going. We also visit each other like every other month, and lately, I've really been questioning whether this situation is right for me. I don't want to move to where he is, and it doesn't seem like he's in a position to move back. I love him, but feel like this is the universe's way of telling me there is something better for me. So I have decided I want to break up with him. I won't see him for another month. However, I really think the right thing to do is to have that discussion in person. After two years together, I don't just want it to, I don't just want to do it over the phone. Here's what I need your opinions on. I've been asked out for this weekend by someone I really like. I'm worried that if I decline or mention my current relationship, I might miss my chance with him. So here's the dilemma. Is it wrong to go on this date knowing that I'll be breaking up with my boyfriend next month? I genuinely like this guy and don't want to pass up the chance. There's no way for my boyfriend to really ever know that I went on this date before breaking up with him. So could this be a situation where what he doesn't know can't hurt him? Or is it still wrong even if he won't know and even if our relationship is ending anyway? Thanks, Caroline. I said this before, man. Um, If you're going to break up with me, I don't care if it's over a Zoom, phone call, face-to-face. In fact, I'd rather it not be face-to-face. Let's just get it over with quick. And then you move on and I move on. So she is waiting to do this face-to-face. I don't. If she wants to do this thing in the right order... FaceTime the dude today or whatever. And why are they out of town? Why why don't they see each other all the time? He, he got a job got out a of job. state. FaceTime the guy. Yeah, I'm thinking FaceTime the guy. I mean, what are you going to do? So you're going to pretend for the next month that you guys are together? Yeah, right. If you're done, you're done. Rip that Band-Aid. Go ahead and FaceTime him today. 
and break up with them and then go on your date. <laughs> I don't know. After two years together, if you call me up and break up with me, I'm going to feel a little disrespected. We're not calling. We're FaceTiming. FaceTiming. So see my face. I, I think there is a way that we can meet in the middle, though. I think maybe she can throw up a flag and say, hey, I would really like to talk to you next time you come into town. I just kind of feel like things aren't the same between us. This long distance thing isn't really working for me. And maybe you don't do the full breakup, but you kind of put the lead out there that, hey, like things aren't working for me. And then maybe try and delay the, the date by at least another week. Well, if you say that to me, that, hey, next time you're here, we need to talk about things because I'm not feeling right, that is immediately going to knee-jerk me into a conversation right now. Mm. So the breakup conversation is probably happening right there anyway, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree. At that point, you might as well just rip the Band-Aid because I'm going to have anxiety until the next time we see each other. But this this doesn't make much sense to me because it's like she cares about doing the right thing as far as how to break up with him, but she doesn't care about doing the right thing as far as like not going on a date while you have a boyfriend. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, if you want to break up with him anyway... It makes sense to just be honest with him and tell him you're going on a date with another guy, and that will probably handle it for you. You could also make a case that the disrespect has already happened. The fact you even accepted the date. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's already happened, right? So you might as well make it as right as you possibly can right now. Yeah. I, I would, And you, you're you going to want to start this with, with a clean slate. Like, don't go out with this dude knowing you're still dating this other guy. Like... Like you said, like put it off for a week if you if you have to, but you need to go ahead and like be done with this. Look, you could break up with this guy today at six and go out with the dude at eight. Okay, <laughs> and, but that yeah, I <laughs> mean, it's legit. Yeah, then you're legit broken up. <sighs> I mean, if we're being very like logistical about it, yes, I, I would not want to be in a relationship where somebody has a time on it. Like I know it's going to happen in a month. Just go now. I know logistically it makes sense, but something just feels so dirty about the fact that you would break up with me on your way to your date. Like, hey, by the it way, does. like we're over it and I'm, I'm already moving on to somebody else literally right now. Enjoy your cry fest, though. Yeah. Like, I know you didn't see this coming. For like, after sure, two years, you for, can't have a little bit of a mourning period. For sure it's dirty, but if you're going to do it anyway, I'd rather you at least follow the letter of the law, which is we are broken up before I went on this date. I broke up at six. I had a date at eight. At least that's clean. It ain't right. But at least it's clean. I, I'd personally prefer that. I don't want you to feel like you have to take me out to tell me we're breaking up. You don't have to tell me face to face. You can completely just FaceTime me and let me move on with my life. No, I want to cry in front of you in person. <laughs> I want those tears to hit you hard in real time. Because you can just hit hang up if you're breaking up with me over FaceTime. Good morning, Bertcho. Hey, how are you? Okay, thank you for calling. Hey, I think that it... Um she should just break up with him because the thing, she already accepted the date. That means she's been talking to this dude. That means she's been seeing this dude. And that means her heart is already out of it. So she needs to let this man go so he can do what he got to do because at the end of the day, it's going to happen anyway. I agree with you, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's already thinking about the guy. It's already happened. Just finish it. Break finish up him. Finish him. <laughs> Relationship <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Finish him. <laughs> The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Moms of today, you have Bluey, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Dino Land or whatever. At the D-I-N-O, D-I-N-O, at the Dino Ranch. There was a time you were cool, right? Yeah. No, I don't think Never. there was. <laughs> but back in my day, yeah. we had another kid's show icon. Abby, my kid was so into Bob the Builder. We've had a couple of birthday parties with his theme. Oh, my God. It was awesome. That's... Bob showed up, man. <laughs> my kid freaked out. <gasps> you had to meet Bob? A couple times. Is he nice? So sweet. Is he? I don't think he actually talked. I heard he was oh. a D-word. <laughs> <laughs> he could fix anything, except for my relationship stuff. <laughs> and now J-Lo is producing a movie all about him. It's going to be a Bob the Builder movie, a live act, or it's a, it's going to be voiced by Anthony Ramos. And it's joining a bunch of other Mattel films that are in development, like an American Girl one, a Barney movie, a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, and a Polly Pocket movie. You said J-Lo is behind that? Yeah. Okay, so let's circle back to this. Because I remember a week ago you saying that you watched the commercial, the trailer, for the new J-Lo movie. Oh my God, it's a I fever dream. And you said it was a fever dream, right? So um, I got invited to see the screening the other night. I didn't go, but they did send me the same trailer I think you're talking about. And my thought was the same as yours. Like, what the hell is this? It looks like she's about to defeat Thanos or it's, fall in love. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. But it's a musical. Is it about her life? It's about her life. And it's, it's sort of like an adjacent product to her new... 
album. So it's sort of like a step up from like what Beyonce did with Lemonade. So I guess instead of just doing like a visual album, she's like, I'm going to do a whole movie where I become a Marvel superhero. So you said after your experience this week, you don't like gummies. I think you can go to that movie. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's very similar to as if you did take a gummy. Oh, yes. But without the paranoia. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Perfect. edible sans edible. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but they're going to be changing Here. a couple of plot points for the Bob the Builder film. And so Bob is now going to be Roberto, uh, and he's going to be of Puerto Rican descent. So Bob's journey will celebrate the vibrant and colorful textures of the Caribbean Latin nations and their people. But I'm not sure if it's going to be like Barbie where there's an adult message to it, because it does kind of sound like very kid-like. Uh, one of the quotes I've read is that it's a movie about friends working together, a celebration of a beautiful home they share, and how love can help to conquer any obstacle in your way. Can't can we fix it? Yes, we can. <laughs> Which really, they need to be talking about our election cycle with uh, Bob the Builder. Hopefully he can come in and, and help America. Unfixable. <laughs> all right, have y'all seen the photos of Michael Jackson's nephew in the new bio, uh, biopic for the, the MJ movie? Uh -uh. I saw a no. silhouette yes. photo of him on his toes doing like one of the iconic Michael Jackson dances. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm so excited to see it. So we have somebody that's just been casted um, to play his father, Coleman Domingo, is joined the cast. And this is going to be a big year for him in terms of biopics because he was also just uh, cast to direct and star in a Nat King Cole biopic as well. So he's going to be busy uh, making that making history come to the movie screen. He's he's big and he's perfect to play Joe Jackson. He's from uh, The Walking Dead. What's his name? One of the spinoffs, uh, Coleman Domingo. Uh, Tommy, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this Michael Jackson biopic? Ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited, but with a little trepidation. We'll see. It's in great hands, so I expect great things. I, I just it's so much to pack into two hours. And his estate has. They're involved, correct? Yeah, Jermaine, oh, yeah. Jermaine's son's doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. They couldn't be more involved if they tried. Yeah. <laughs> so it won't be like, uh, I'm prob I'm sure that they are going to skip over the more controversial parts of his we'll life. We'll see. Right? I would imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. They'll probably paint him in a good life, but that, that'll be good. So we can remember MJ in the best of times and not the worst of times. All right. 80-year-old Robert De Niro, he wants to be around as long as possible for his nine-month-old daughter. He got a little choked up during this interview. I'm uh, an 80-year-old uh, dad and it's great everything that i'm consumed with or worried about or this and that just goes away when i look at her so <laughs> that in itself is you know wondrous i, I okay <laughs> I felt this was the most ridiculous headline yesterday. I saw this all over the place that Robert De Niro wants to stick around as long as he can to watch his children grow old. You know what? So does everybody. Every literal <laughs> living human being. Everybody does. <laughs> he Why is Robert De Niro special? Because he's 80? <laughs> yeah. And while while very sweet hearing him get choked up about his daughter, that is beautiful. So sweet. Um, Just say it. Go ahead. Say it. I just don't think it's fair to the kid. Yeah. It's not. It does feel a little bit like, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Yeah. <laughs> like you had a kid at 80. Like what did you think was going to happen? Immortality hasn't been invented yet. Yet. Yeah. That kid's going to be set for life. That kid will be all right. Yeah. All right. For more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Burt Show. I love this email that Kristen received from a male Burt Show listener that is about to start the IVF process with his wife. Usually we get these emails for Kristen from women wondering what to expect. This dude's getting proactive and saying, hey, can you help me out as a guy? Like, what's she going to go through? What am I going to go through as the husband? Please help. Hi, I would like to start off by introducing myself. My name is, I'm going to go ahead and leave that blank just in case. And I've been a listener for over a year now. I used to listen every morning on my drive to work, but now have to listen when the show has been posted as a podcast since the city I live in doesn't air the show anymore. I, it's really dumb. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> my wife, Olivia, and I are starting the process of IVF. I was wondering if we could get some advice. How did you man manage it financially, emotionally, and physically? 
Does Bart have any advice on how I could be there more for my wife as this will take a toll on her body with all the injections and the hormones changing, especially since my wife has PCOS and this will be changing her hormones a lot. I just want to be a better husband and care for her as much as I can since she's doing all this to her body just for us to have the family we have always dreamt of. Thank you for reading and hopefully replying, loyal listener. I'm here to let you know right now, there is nothing any of us can say or do to make you a better husband because just by you sending this email shows how much you care and how much you're willing to be there for you. The fact that you are so concerned that you sent us an email to me already speaks volumes of the type of person, the type of, you know, type of person you are, the type of character you have and the type of husband you are. Now, as somebody who went through the IVF process twice, um, I, I want to send you all the baby dust and all the love. I am not going to sugarcoat anything here. It was one of the hardest things I ever went through. Um, physically and emotionally? Uh, I wouldn't say like physically. I mean, physically, yes, it's a lot, but it's nothing that you can't do. I think more so than anything, it was a heavier toll. It was a heavier toll mentally and emotionally. Um, if you once you get over like the idea of giving yourself shots and and the hormones and things of that nature and going through the retrieval surgeries and stuff like that, like the medical procedures weren't the the hang up for me. It was more the emotional and mental toll, especially after you've already been beaten down by all those pregnancy after trying and doing all that, getting all those negative pregnancy tests. And then you, you do something and then it doesn't work. Or in my instance, we thought we were pregnant, but it was a biochemical pregnancy and found out a week later that I wasn't in that like crash. And it's just, it is, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. And I felt so fortunate to have my husband by my side because we have been our strongest when we were in the trenches together. Like in our darkest hours was when we were the brightest for each other. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's just how we've always been. Um, so throughout this process, he was, he was just, he, he was a rock and he was, you know, I wouldn't say constantly, but would let me know how proud he was of me. And I think if, as long as she knows she has you, you're, you're going to be fine. You, you, you really are. And I don't want you to overthink it or try too hard because I think you can go to one side. Like if you try so hard to make it and then you're just, you're going to drive her crazy. Um, so just be the loving and doting husband. I already know you are as far as financially, my husband and I were very fortunate in a position that we were able to afford it from a financial standpoint, scope out multiple uh, fertility clinics and find one that can work with you, whether on a payment, you know, payment plan or something like that. that. That's not an area that I am proficient in. So that's something you need to talk to your fertility clinic about. Make sure you do shop around and find the right fertility clinic for you. You're going to know as soon as you walk in, like if this is the place that's going to embrace you in this journey, because it is a difficult journey. Um, our outcome, like obviously was fantastic because I have the most beautiful baby boy. The journey was rough. So make sure you choose your fertility clinic wisely. And then from an emotional standpoint, which I honestly, like I said, mentally and emotionally, I think is the hardest. Um, you just try to be there for each other as, as, as best you can. You know her better than anybody. So you're going to know what she needs and what she doesn't need. So follow your instincts. So what you're saying is if you've emailed us, you're already on top of this. One, I really firmly, like there is no, honestly, like, and that's why I felt like bad, like, how am I going to get this to five minutes? Because I do think just by you sending this email, my God, it speaks, it speaks volumes. And it's, it's not going to be, it's not an easy process, but by God, you get on the other side of it and the level of perspective and appreciation you have for what you hopefully are able to create and for each other, it, it, it'll, it'll make you stronger. The Burt Show.